Today is Monday, July 11th. Hello, everyone. This is Sandra Radvanoski, and you are listening to the CBH podcast. Yes. All right. Good morning. Good morning, audience, people, friends. Uh, Monday, July 11th, 2022. That's weird. Uh, last performance in Paris is on Wednesday. We had a matinee yesterday. Awesome matinee crowd. Awesome, awesome. I don't always feel like I have the energy for the matinee, but when the crowd's like that, it's easy to get right into it. We've had some great showings here. Uh, I'm going to miss this one. I don't uh, I don't currently have any more Faust on the books. Sometimes it's, um, you know, these things are cyclical. And you do one for a while, and then, uh, you know, then you don't, and then you go back, and then you do. But um, uh, this will also be my final podcast from Paris. Uh, I'm going to Munich on Thursday. And Thursday night, I have a performance uh, at the Bayerische Stadtoper. Uh, you know, they're in the middle of their festival, and I think they've just dealt with some cancellations. So uh, my buddy Craig Koklo, um is jumping in for their Macbeth. Um, Craig and I did it in Chicago last year, uh, last fall actually. And so, uh, you know, we're getting the band back together. This time, uh, Auf Deutsch. Um, um, yeah, you know, I was in Munich for... Uh, two seasons um, as a as an ensemble singer, and um, I did 105 performances in 18 months of 15 roles, and it was um, just you know trial by fire, just jump in, jump in, and and plenty of it was small stuff, and and that was uh, that was good and bad, uh, good just to get stage time, but bad because um, it's not what I wanted to be doing, <laughs> and it motivated me. Uh, so ultimately, it was very good. It it, it really did motivate me uh, because it was it was obvious as soon as I got there um, that, and this is talking out of school, but it's the truth. Um, there was only fake respect for the ensemble in Munich. There wasn't real respect. Now that is uh, you know two administrations ago, so I don't. Who knows what it's like there now? Uh, when I got there, it was a bunch of old guys. <laughs> I was by far the youngest man uh, in there, uh, and I, I, there was an American colleague who was just a you know a few years older than me, um, but but otherwise it was it was um, a bunch of old guys, and and they the, the opera house kind of pretended to respect them, but they really didn't, and these guys were well past their their uh, singing prime, <laughs> to put it mildly, but I think it's a tough job to get fired from. Um, uh, and so these guys were just sort of you know limited to. The bit rolls, and they never warmed up. They would get mad if I started warming up in the dressing room. They would start looking at me like, "Oh, we don't do that here. <laughs> we don't warm up our voices here. You're just, <laughs> you're just gonna have to go on stage cold." And uh, and they would drink, they would drink beer in the dressing room. I mean, it was, it was you know, smoke cigarettes out the windows. They were, <laughs> it was a different time. It was a different time. But I was, I was, um, as soon as I got there, I wanted to leave. Um, it was just very clear to me that, that, um, you know, it was not, 
it's just not what I wanted. It was not what I wanted. I wanted I wanted the experience, but um, this was such a sort of kick downward um, uh, that I I thought, oh no, I have to get out of this. And so when it was time to renew, you know, I had a two year contract, and so getting towards halfway through the second year. I was called in for a business meeting, and they and they had a contract right there on the table, and they said, "Here it is." And they were offering me two hundred euros more a month than the previous contract. Now we were already being paid peanuts. I mean, just barely enough to survive, barely enough to survive. Not not saving a dime. And this <laughs> the new contract, and he was bragging that this was going to be two hundred euros more per month. <laughs> I did not look in the direction of the <laughs> of the contract. I did not put my hands on the contract. I just stated very directly that I was so sorry I would not be renewing and thank you for every <laughs> thank you for everything and for your time here. Uh I I got to go. <laughs> oh, and there was just one uh, low low level admin who who was probably not low level anymore, but at the time uh, uh, you know, she said, oh, you know, we're, we're sorry to lose you. It's going to be so, so tough not to see you. You know, she, we like you here and that's too bad. You're not going to come back. And I said, oh, you know, yeah, you know, just time, time to move on. And she said, it's just too bad. We won't see you again. And I said, oh, <laughs> like to, like to a German, they have no, there was no scope that you might grow. Like, I think there's something in the in the process of growing up in Germany where wherever you are, that's where you're going to stay. And, and you know, to those of us in the States, we don't understand that at all. All we understand is that anything is possible if you're willing to die for it. And, um, and to her, it was like, well, the roles that you sing here, we would just have one of the ensemble people do it. But she couldn't, she, you know, at the time, she couldn't even imagine that I would come back and do something better. Well, it took about three minutes before they had me back doing something better and paying me <laughs> paying me the monthly gaja per performance. And then you were like, right, okay, this is... <laughs> this was a very simple gamble that paid off immediately. And um, it, it sort of guided me in my in my um, attitude towards the career going forward. Um, a little gamble can really pay out. Uh, and it's just having the guts to, to have the gamble. And honestly, it really wasn't much of a gamble because we were paid so little at the time. Packing up and, and going back to the states was, you know, it wasn't it wasn't going to be difficult to come up with that with that income, and it wasn't, you know, immediately as soon as I got home, everything was fine, you know, right back to, right back to um, earning what you're worth, and um, and so it was a it was a time that I equally loved and hated, and uh, I would recommend it to any young singer, if especially if you need some motivation, um, and clearly I did, and I I didn't think that I did because I I found that I'm very motivated a lot of the time, but I, that was that was really the beginning of this thing that one of the coaches described to me, and he called it entplanen. And entplanen was was this fire in your belly that you can't put out, and um, I realized I realized in Munich that I had this in spades, and it and and I needed to direct it. Um, because I go too far. I go too far with almost everything I do. Classic overthinker, and I want it all. And so um, uh, once I realized that I needed to get out of there, I knew that I needed to get out of there so ready for the next level that I was going to die trying. And uh, that's exactly what I did. I was going to die trying. And um, uh, you know, every day I just would live with this mantra of, of bigger, better, faster. 
I mean, that's an oversimplification of what I was saying to myself, but, but it was effectively that. And um, I, I, I put a goal. I, I saw this goal in my head. I could see it out in the horizon, and I just kept walking in that direction. And this was, um, this was my driving, motivating factor. I had to get out of this job. Uh, I knew full well that I was going to get out of this job. I had, I had freelance work past it, but I, I, it was like a, a, a race to the end of like, get out from underneath this because it would love to keep you here. It would love to keep you in this position. You were so good in these bit roles. They would just die to have you do them forever. And I, and that was not going to be the career that I wanted. And, um, I'm very thankful for that time. I find that I'm very thankful for those, those moments that, that push me. Um, and I need them. And when they're happening, they, God, it's like, I always forget. And, and something uh, pushes me the wrong way. And I start to, uh, start to not sleep well. And, and I'm, and I'm running through things in my head and I'm overthinking, obviously overthinking, but, but there's a problem and I'm, and my brain is just constantly trying to figure it out, push through it, solve it, fix it. And, um, this is, this is, a this was one of the major times in my life where that happened. And, and, and it happens to this day. It happened this week. And, 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 um, when it's happening, I go, God damn, why aren't we past this? Aren't we past that? Why is this still happening? Why is that still happening? Whatever it is, what, whatever the petty thing that's firing me up <laughs> and it's always petty, <laughs> but I just like, um, it, it's like some kind of ignition somebody's poured gasoline on the fire and and at the time every time it happens i go oh boy what's what is this what like i I can't even recognize that it's a that it's a a level up moment i always forget that it's a level up moment when it's happening i'm going god damn it what is this why am i still thinking about that why is this person still getting to me why is this why everything all the all the things that go through my head and i and then it takes me a second to be like oh you're about to level up. That's what's happening. That's what's happening right here. And and the fire, the entbreden, the, the the fire in my belly grows bigger. And um, I start losing sleep and I start getting up early and I start getting motivated and I start doing, 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 doing. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's going to lead to a long life. <laughs> but I think it's going to lead to an interesting life. And there's the trade. Um, there's the trade. I'm sure that I could live a very, be a very docile human and do what I'm told and sit in my cubicle and, and, uh, live to 106, but, um, I'm determined not to, <laughs> I don't want to have five years of like, you know, uh, of, uh, global, <laughs> global fame and success, but I would like 30 years of very, very consistent world-class work. And that's, that's my goal. And, I think it's going to cost me, which is fine. I'm, I've, I have made this deal. I've already made this deal with, with the devil or whatever the devil is of this career. Uh, I've already, I've already signed that contract. And so I'm, I'm determined to do this. Uh, and so in these moments where I get fired up, I know it's happening because I start losing sleep. I start making lists. Anybody make lists? That's me. I start making lists. Out comes the pad. Out comes the pen. Okay. All right. The following, I, I write down exactly this bothers me, this bothers me, this bothers me, this bothers me. What are the solutions to these things? And then I keep breaking it down to a smaller, actionable thing. What can I do towards this 
being something different and I start moving with the smallest little thing, what is it? Is it a little change in the diet? Is it a little change in the workout? Is it a little change in what time I get up or what I do right before I go to bed? Like just these little things, what's going to help this? What's going to help this? And, and um, you know, it just goes back to this, this sort of insatiable um, thing inside of me that says, don't stop don't stop what's next what's next what's next and i i can't i can't sit on anything i can't sit and go mm that was satisfying let me just reflect and enjoy this for a minute i'll do it for 5 minutes and then i'm like what what else what else what else uh and i really i don't i don't know how healthy that is <laughs> but i think it's healthy because it's what i need and um i'm i'm willing to make this uh stress trade and it is stress you know and and uh, the older you get the the your body deals with stress in a lot of different ways and and when you're when you're 25 and just full of vigor you can you can plow through anything and when you're when you're 43 i have to remember that i'm 43 because i don't always remember but when you're 43 uh stress hits you it costs more it costs more um whether it's my weak stomach or my bad sleeping uh, you know stress stress um uh, it, it costs more now and, and I'm, uh, acutely aware of that, but that does not slow down the fire. It doesn't slow down my, my determination. I still see the goal out there. I, you know, and it, it's not, it's not any one thing. It really isn't. Um, it's like a, it's personal. You don't need to hear it. You've all got your own. you all, everybody else has, you have your own. Um, I'm, I'm determined to have done something with my time here. I'm not so sure we've got anything else. And so, um, um, you know, heaven or hell is here. And, and, and I think we get to decide how that works, uh, which one, which one it is. Um, you know, somebody once described to me that hell was you die and then you meet the person you could have become. And, uh, uh, that'll keep you up at night if you think about it. <laughs> Just think about that quote for a second <laughs> and see if it doesn't keep you up a little bit uh, and make you make you determined to do something. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just not done. I'm just not done. I, I really don't think I'm ever going to be done. <sighs> That's about enough, huh? I have loved being in Paris. Uh, I am ready to leave. It's hot. The tourists are in droves. Uh, the trains are way overcrowded. I'm sick of tourists. <laughs> France was better during COVID when there were no tourists, and I just had I had the <laughs> I had the run of the joint. It was like the zombie apocalypse. It was me and seven other people out past five o'clock. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, the tourists are rough. You know, God bless tourism. I you know I think New York and France would be and Paris would be uh, would be dead without the tourists, and and certainly our business profits from. Uh, from people coming into town, of course, but, um, yeah, just, I don't know. I just need to walk faster than they're willing to do. <laughs> you just, and, and walking in a group of six, like right across the curb, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. Uh, I, I'm already tall. I have a long stride and then I'm walking fast on top of that. And then I'm angry. And so <laughs> it's time to move on. I love you for listening. Truly, I do. I need this. I need my. I need my therapy. Um, I don't think there's going to be a podcast from Munich. 
I land on Thursday, and I have I gotta I gotta jump in, you know, get ready for the show, the show that night, and then well maybe there's time. We'll find. We'll see. We'll see. I'll let you know. Uh, in any event, um, yeah. Thanks everybody. Have a great weekend. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Up, I just laugh, put my kicks up on they desk, unaffected by they threats, then get busy on they ass, see that's how that shit tell me, man, that's how my daddy raised me, that glittering may not be gold, don't let nobody play me, if you are my homeboy, you never have to pay me, go on and put your hands up, when times is hard, you stand up, L-U-P the man, cause a brand that the fans trust, so even if they ban us, they'll never slow my plans For the father that's there Three in the air for the kids in the ghetto Four for the kids that don't want to be there None for the niggas trying to hold him back Five in the air for the teachers not scared To tell those kids that's living in the ghetto That the niggas holding back That the world is theirs Yeah, yeah, the world is yours I was once that little boy Terrified of the world Now I'm on a world tour I will give up everything Even start a world war For these ghetto girls and boys I'm rapping around the world for Africa to New York Haiti then I detour Oakland out to Oakland Got to strip to Detroit, say hip-hop only destroy. Tell them, look at me, boy, I hope your son don't have a gun and never be a D-boy. you been through, no matter what you into, no matter what you see, when you look outside your window, brown grass or green grass, picket fence or barbed wire, never ever put them down, you just lift your arms higher, raise them to your arms higher, let them know you there, that you struggling, surviving, that you gon' persevere, yeah, ain't nobody left.